Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy. If you're taking down notes, uh, the title for my message today is called Stay in Love. Stay in Love. How many know that it is easy to fall in love? Even if you feel like you have no experience in that area, I'm here to tell you it's easy to fall in love. It's easy to fall in love. You know, uh, you know it's easy to, 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 to you know, fall in love, but it is hard to stay in love. You know, we live in an age today where a lot of people are falling in love, but less and less people are staying in love. Amen. Uh, and uh, I, I want to help us today uh, to, to, to stay in love, not just start uh, loving, not just to fall in love, but to stay in love. God wants us to have a beautiful legacy of love. Amen. And this is so important because the Word of God actually warns us of the problem of falling out of love. And in Matthew chapter 24, verse 12 to 13, uh, actually says this, I'll, I'll read it out for you. Uh, so Michael, don't worry if you don't have it because I didn't give it to you. It's not your fault. Matthew 24, Verse 12 to 13 actually says this. This is a warning from Jesus. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. Jesus is here warning us that, you know, as, as time progresses on, um, you know, as the end time approaches, you know, a lot of signs will happen and one of them will be lawlessness. And, and, and because of lawlessness, a lot of people's love will begin to grow cold. A lot of people will no longer stay in love with God and the things of God. But Jesus encourages, but, but endure, persevere. Because he who endures to the very end shall be saved. Amen? And so, I want to help us today to not only love God more, but to stay in love with God. You know, so that, you know, we, we are able to, to, to last the journey. So that our faith is not just a flash in the pan. Uh, so that our faith can, can, can be uh, of, of substance. And, and, and the substance is, is full of love. And to help us out here, Jesus gives us the solution in John chapter, 15 verse 1 to 17. John 15 verse 1 to 17 is where we want to study uh, the art of staying in love. And uh, Jesus gives us this tip. And uh, just in case you're wondering, is this, does this just apply to our relationship with God or any earthly relationship? Um, we'll, we'll see. Stay until the very end and I'll explain. Um, but in John 15 verse 1 to 17, if you're there, can I hear a good Amen. Amen. Fantastic. You know, I love the second service. Everyone's so hungry to read God's Word. Uh, amen. And so it says here in John 15, verse 1 to 17, I am the true vine and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, He takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, He prunes that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the Word which I've spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Turn to your neighbor and say, nothing. 
Nothing. Amen? Without God, we can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and they throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit so you will be my disciples. Let's read on. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. Abide in my love. Stay in my love. Reside in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends for all things that I heard from my Father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. And whatever you ask the Father in my name, He may give you. These things I command you that you love one another. Amen. Praise God. Here you have Jesus giving us uh, 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 the, the wisdom on how to stay in love with Him, which is to abide in Him which is to see that God is the source of our everything. And without God, we can do nothing. I know even as I say this, some of you are, are thinking, no, surely without God, we can do something because I know people who don't know God and they are doing things. Yeah, that is true. You can do some things, but you cannot do all things. But if you remain in Jesus, Jesus says, whatever you ask, it will be done for you. How many know that human beings, we are not just uh, physical beings, we are also spiritual beings, we are also emotional beings. Uh, that's why, you know, if when you say something hurtful, you know, uh, uh, it, you know the, the saying says, sticks and stones may, may, may break my bones, and, but, but actually words do hurt me. Sorry, that's my saying. You know, and because why? Because we are emotional beings. We get hurt by words. And so true, without Jesus, we can do some things, maybe some physical things. But how many know that God has not just physical things in store for us, but He has spiritual things in store for us. Amen? And so that's what Jesus means by if you abide in Him, you can do all things. And if you don't have Him, you can do nothing. You cannot do anything to save yourself. You cannot do anything that will help others. How many know that, you know, to help somebody is not just to give them something physical. Amen? You know, if, if you just give money to someone, uh, that might help them a little bit. But if you give money and you give advice and you pray for them and you walk with them, that will totally change someone. Amen? And that's what Jesus means by, by, by abiding in Him. And so I want to help us today, again, you know, to be Christians that will last, you know, until Jesus returns. You know, we will be, G be Christians that, 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 that Jesus can count on. Amen? Uh, that we will not be people that, that our love for God will not grow cold, but it will grow stronger and hotter amen, as time goes on. I want us to be people that, that will stay in love. Amen? Uh, and, and to help us out here, God actually uh, gives us some, 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 some tips. And, and I want to talk to us about how to stay in love and how to safeguard some of these areas. How many know that if, if you want to go long and go far, uh, it's not just about achieving, it's about keeping. 
It's about keeping, you know, uh, uh, the, 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 the right things. It's about, it's about protecting certain assets and not just gaining new things. In fact, Jesus says this when He says, I am the true vine and my Father is the vine dresser. If, if, the, if the garden is never under attack, you wouldn't need a vine dresser. Amen? If there are no parasites, no bugs, no insects, no thief that's trying to steal, you know, the fruits of your labor, then you wouldn't need a vine dresser. Jesus is saying that I am your source. And on top of that, you have the, the Father that, that steps in to protect you, steps in to correct you. And, and, and it says that, that the, the Father prunes, not to punish. Prunes means to, to cut and to take away. Prunes so that you can bear more fruit. There is, there is a God, uh, uh, you know, God is at work trying to grow us, uh, helping us to stay healthy and stay in love with Him. But God is doing that because our life is constantly under attack. How many know that as Christians, like I said earlier on, we're not just physical beings, we are spiritual beings and we don't just have physical enemies. And I hope that nobody here has too bad of a physical enemy. Uh, I'm sure we all have people that we don't get along, siblings for example. Uh, we have maybe people that irritate us. Uh, but we also have spiritual enemies and, and the devil is, is definitely one. And the devil, the Bible says, is here to steal, kill and destroy. But God wants us to abide in His love and to stay in His love. And so to keep uh, our heart hot for Jesus, to keep our love going for Christ, uh, we need to protect and safeguard certain areas in our lives and invest into those areas, grow those areas. And the, the first area of our life that Jesus desires us to grow in is in the area of intimacy. And specifically, intimacy with God makes us connect with God, makes us devoted to God. And as that happens, you know, uh, the fruit of holiness begins to grow. So if you're taking out notes, point number one, write this down, is holiness. Holiness. God is saying that if you want to stay in love with me, you got to guard the area of holiness in your life. you got to invest into the area of holiness in your life. And you invest first and foremost by remaining in God's love. In verse 9, Jesus says, Abide in my love. Remain in my love. How many know that we are made holy because of God's love? We are not made holy because of our good works. We are made holy by God's love. For God so loved the world that He sent His Son, Jesus. It was love for us that, that, that sent Jesus to the cross. Amen? Uh, it is Jesus. Jesus stayed on the cross. He didn't just go to the cross. He stayed on the cross and went through the whole process of, 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 of torture and death because He loved us. And it is the love of God that, that, that creates holiness in our lives. And so when Jesus says, first of all, you know, just as the Father loved me, I also love you, so remain in my love, abide in my love, rest in my love, live in my love. Let, let my love be, be the, the key operating motivation and emotion in your life. And when you are filled with God's love, you cannot help but want to change the way you live. 
Amen. How many know that God's love changes us? If some of us, you know, and, and who here suntans easily? Anyone? You know, I, I'm, I'm one of them. You know, I can walk my dog and come back and immediately if I take off my glasses, I look like Ninja Turtles. For those of you who understand the reference, you know, I get tan very easily, you know, for someone that grew up in a tropical climate country. And, and, and God's love is like that. You know, the longer you stay in God's love, it will change you. Just like how we walk under the sun, the sun will get us sooner or later. Maybe you don't tan easy, but sooner or later, you will be tanned. And so God is saying that if you abide in my love, sooner or later, my love will change you. My love will, will, will turn your world upside down in a good way. And, and you begin to have a, a, a greater appetite for the things of God. You know, how many of us here, you know, you've, you've been there before, you, you, you love someone or something so much that you begin to change your habit and you begin to pick up even new things that you never had before, right? Without alienating anyone, let's talk about more generic stuff. You know, some of us here, we love, you know, Korean dramas and, and you love it so much, even though you didn't understand it, you love it. That's why I say it's easy to fall in love, right? You know, all you need is just a bunch of cute boys called BTS and you're in love and Certainly, out of that love, you begin to change. You begin to go like, you know what? Maybe I will pick up Korean. Maybe I will pay that humongous price to go for that concert. Maybe I will, you know, uh, buy their latest album. Maybe I, you see what happens when you love or, or when you love your favorite football team, you know, and then you begin to go like, no, Liverpool is my team. And you begin to, to, to go like, you know what, I, I love it so much, I, I'm going to change the way I dress. And then now on game days, you wear the scarf proudly. You wear the, the football kit, you know, and, and you, you see how love changes us. And, and, and the enemy knows this. And, and that's why the enemy wants to steal us away from God's love. He knows that if we continue to abide in God's love, even a sinner can be saved. Even a sinner can change. Even an addict can find freedom. Because when we are so exposed to God's love, we, we, we begin to take on new things that make us more like Christ. And that's why Jesus gives us a key. Just as the Father loved me, I love you. So stay in my love. Stay, remain, abide. And, and my encouragement for us today is this. Maybe some of us here, you're going through stuff. Maybe even as I'm saying the word holiness, you get triggered because you go like, you know what, Pastor, I'm, I'm not that holy, I'm not that holy. Hey, friends, I'm here to tell you, church is not a museum of perfect people. No, church is a hospital. Nobody here is perfect. All of us here, you know, we are a work in progress. You know, we're just in different stages of our work in progress. Uh, but I also want you to know that temptation is real. You know, uh, 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 the, 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 the temptation, the world that we live in today is, is so, I don't know, uh, uh, so messed up in so many different ways. But one of the ways it's definitely very messed up is it's so sexualized. It's so sexualized and, and, and we're, you know, constantly, as a pastor, uh, uh, walking people, talking with people through their different addictions to pornography, to lust, to masturbation and different things. As I'm saying this, I'm not trying to trigger you. As I'm saying this, I'm not trying to even, you know, uh, uh, I'm not talking about you. What I'm trying to do is, is, is to bring these issues out and as a church say that these things are not taboo to talk about. You see, the devil wants to keep you away from God's love. 
And that's why the devil wants to make you feel like these things that you struggle with, you know, they are taboo subject. You know, if it's not a, a sexual temptation, there could be other types of temptation. You know, maybe you, you, you have or other issues that you struggle with, uh, like mental health, like, like suicide, like self-harm. And the devil wants to trap us by making us feel like we are the only one and you don't talk about these things because if people found out you struggle with these things, oh, people will judge you, people will think that you're a lousy Christian, people will do this, people will do that. And, and the devil wants to keep us under shame. But today, as your pastor, I want to talk openly and lovingly about some of these things because I want you to know that as a church, we're not afraid to talk about them. As a church, we're not afraid to pray with you and stand with you and help you walk out of them. You know, and, 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 and together, you know, uh, uh, re remain in God's love and allow God's love to change us. And that's what I mean by that's the area we need to invest in, holiness. Because the devil and the world around us, which is another form of spiritual enemy, is constantly trying to steal us away. Because the truth is this, that no matter how much you, you, you feel that you're, you're dirty, or you don't deserve God's love, can I, can I tell you the more powerful truth? God will never reject you. God will never reject you. Turn to your neighbor and say, God will never reject you. God will never reject you. You see, the enemy wants you to think that because of your struggles, God will reject you. Your struggles make you not good enough for God. Friends, I want you to know that your struggles were the very reason God came to save us. Your struggles don't disqualify you from God. Your struggles qualify you for God. Because Jesus came to seek and save that which was lost. Your lostness, it, it becomes uh, uh, the reason Jesus came. Amen? And, 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 and what the devil wants you to know, because the, the devil knows that God will not reject you, so the devil wants you to disqualify yourself. You know, uh, I... I, I I used to be part of the debating team, uh, but long story short, one of the, the, the tactics we use, because we know that if the other team is very good, uh, we will not try to defeat them by, by arguments. Sometimes we will defeat them and, you know, indirectly by, by disqualification, by making them go over time so that the points go, you know, by interrupting them enough. And so, you know, all these things. I know I'm a bad person. And the devil is also trying to, you know, he knows that God will not reject you, so he, he makes us think. He makes us think that God hates us. He makes us think that we're not worthy. He makes us think that we're disgusting. He makes us think that we are the only one on planet Earth that has that issue. And, and, and that we should be ashamed and that we should have grown out of it by now. Friends, how many know that the, the, the one day of freedom will come and that is, that is found when we see Jesus face to face? Until that day happens, friends, Every day, the Bible tells us we are to deny ourselves and, and carry the cross and crucify our flesh. Amen? It, which means that Jesus is saying that until the day you die, your flesh will always be a problem. Amen? You know? And, and, and so, I would, I'm just saying this to encourage us. Right? Don't ever think that, hey, one day I'll be set free and I, I don't need to do this anymore. No, no. Yeah, don't get me wrong. God will set you free. But the setting free is not found uh, uh, with your own strength. It's found when you sit under God's love. 
The more you sit under God's love, the more free you become. And so the devil tries to distract us and disqualify ourselves by two things. He either makes us feel that feel ashamed, so ashamed of our addictions, so ashamed of our temptations, so ashamed of our weaknesses, and ultimately ashamed of ourselves that we pull ourselves away from God. You know, if anyone here has ever struggled with shame, uh, you know, it could be from anything. Like I said, it could be, could be anxiety, it could be self-harm, it could be self-pleasure, whatever it is uh, that, that, that leads to shame, the first thing that gets killed is intimacy with God. The first thing that gets killed. You can be a Christian and suddenly you struggle with pornography. Friends, I guarantee you, your quiet time is, is the first thing that will come under attack. And if you allow it to attack you long enough, after a while, the, the attack will happen to even things like going to church. And that's why sometimes, you know, we love everyone. But sometimes, you know, people come late to church. We don't judge them because, you know, they're dealing so much. But sometimes it could be because the devil is saying that, no, 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 don't, don't. Don't, because if you, you know, they're going to sing praise songs and then the, because of the life that you live, you, you can't sing that our God is, is, is awesome, our God is mighty, you know, that our God can, can move mountains because the mountains have been crushing you. So come later, come later, you know, come, don't, don't come during prayer time because just in case you sit next to someone very prophetic, then they can turn and go like, hmm, sister, I sense that you've been struggling, ah, you know, and, and then suddenly it becomes no, go later, go later, go later, don't go at all. Don't go at all. Because you know, because of who you are, you don't deserve to be in God's presence. Right? And, and so that's, that's how the devil works. Tries to rob you away from the fellowship with God's people. Try to rob you away from God's love. Try to make you feel like you are not worth it. Or secondly, the devil makes you think that you are you're too big for God. That's the other temptation that can affect our holiness. You see, we're tempted in two ways. Jesus was tempted, you know, with the things of the flesh, make this stone into bread the flesh things we need, the bodily needs, or he was tempted with glory. I give you all of this. You know, if you're truly a son of God, jump down and, and, and improve yourself. So, two things. The devil either makes you feel you are unworthy of God or makes you think that God is unworthy of you. That you are bigger. You know, and that's what the world does. Oh, you don't need God, you just need money. In fact, with God, that you can do less. But Jesus says, no, without me, you can do nothing. You can do some physical things, but you cannot do the whole thing. It's like only using your phone to make phone calls. Can it, is it doing something? Yes. But, but if you never use your smartphone to access the internet, you never use your smartphone's calculator, if you never use your smartphone's flashlight, if you never use a smartphone for anything else except to make phone calls, friends, you are missing out. And that's what the world wants us to think. You see, you don't need God. You can, you can make calls on your own. But God wants you to do so much more. And sometimes we, we, we buy into, you know, because this is, this, you know what makes us think that we are, we are bigger than God? It, it's this word. It's called idolatry. Because in our hearts, the, the, the one in charge is no longer God. The one on the throne is no longer God. It's something else. Something else that we think is bigger than God. Something else call, call money. Something else call your ego. Something else call success. Something else, and it could even be good things that you just misplace them. Something else call your family. Oh, my family is more important than God. Oh, my, my, my marriage is more important than God. If you're not careful, 
Some parents fall prey to this as well. My children is more important than God. And, 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 and that's the lie of the enemy trying to make us feel like we don't need God. Either we are unworthy of Him or we're too big for Him. But God is saying, abide in me. And, and as you abide in Him, holiness increases. Holiness is so much more than just whatever the cartoons portray. You know, the Bible it has such a beautiful picture of eternity. You know, God has so much more in store for us, for eternity. And yet the cartoon always makes us feel like, you know, eternity in heaven is all of us wear white gowns, you know, with a halo on our head and playing a, a, a little harp. Friends, I guarantee you that's not heaven. Okay, because, you know, God, God knows me, He loves me, and He knows I look awful in a gown. And so that, that will never be the case. God, you know, read the Bible. That's not God's plan for eternity for us. And, and so eternity is not boring, and holiness is not boring. But the devil wants us to think that holiness is boring. No, holiness is being clean and devoted to God. The Bible says in James chapter 5, verse 16, the prayer of a righteous man is powerful. Do you know, and this is, I feel like an like attack on, on a good type of attack uh, uh, against, you know, uh, 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 us, humanity, against as us Christians, because, you know, could it be that, that we're not seeing as much miracles today than in the book of Acts? It's because our lives are, are not as devoted and not as righteous before God as the apostles. Because we've not been investing in the area of holiness. We've not been safeguarding the area of holiness. We've not been loving holiness. But the book of James tells us the prayer of a righteous man is powerful, which means that a prayer of a righteous man can do so much more. The, the King James Version says, avails much, can do so much more than you can ever imagine. And do you know that the, the, you know, eternity doesn't start when we die, eternity starts the day you meet Jesus. And God is saying that, hey, I come to give you life and life to the full. Do you know that there are people in the hospital that I want you to pray for? Do you know that you have colleagues that I want you to impact? Do you know that there are miracles that I, I want you to see and experience? Because the prayer of a righteous man and woman is powerful. So guess what? The devil tries to rob us in the area of righteousness. So friends, safeguard the area of holiness. Amen? Don't let anything come in the way of that. You know, if you do struggle, friends, don't let your struggles keep you away from God. Keep coming in. Maybe you're struggling, but I'd rather you limp to God, crawl to God, than to stay away from God. Amen? You know, because I, I, let me tell you this, the blind people that went to Jesus, they went to Him. They went towards Him blind. They walked away seeing. You know, there are, there are people who can't walk, but there are friends who carry. Thank God for friends who carry us. Maybe we should also be friends that will carry our paralyzed friends and break some roofs of them, force them, drag them into God's love, drag them into God's presence because the paralyzed man was brought to Jesus and he left walking. And his four friends left, you know, blessed and forgiven as well. So do you see what I mean? Amen? I'm saying all this, whether you think that, oh, church is not worth my time. No, 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 come on, come, come. Because it's not about, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not about what, what, you, what you get from, 
from church and what you get from the Word of God. You can get a lot of things, don't get me wrong. The devil only wants you to think that you can't get anything, but it's the very act of drawing near that will change your life. Amen? Let God's love change you. Guard the area of holiness in your life. But this links us to point number two. So how do you safeguard this area of life? Jesus tells us in verse 10, it says here that if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commandment and abide in His love. So holiness is important. But it is in the honouring of God. Point number two, honour. Honour. We need to bring honour back to the things of God. Jesus is saying, I kept, I kept the Father's commandments. So keep my commandments. Have you know that Jesus defeated, resisted the devil? Not through a theological argument. You know, oh, if you're really the Son of God, turn this stone into bread. He didn't go like, mm, actually, Satan, uh, your context is wrong. You see, uh, when uh, this was written, no, no, no. He just says, it is written. It is written. It is written. It was command after command after command. So friends, we, we honour. Honour means to place the greatest respect and grave importance Friends, there are a lot of things we prioritize in life. But are the things of God one of them? You see, friends, uh, uh, you know, recently I discovered this, talking about smartphone, my phone has this thing where they track your activity. Do you know your friend, your, your friend, your phone, because your friend, your phone does that, like, like how many hours, and it breaks down how many hours you spend on social media, entertainment, and stuff like that, right? And, and, and I'm like, wow, you know, the, the amount of, I'll say honour, the amount of attention you give to your phone, your phone tells you. How much attention do you give to God? How much honour you give to God? And this can sound, ouch, I can tell you this, your testimony will tell you. Your testimony will tell you. How, uh, friends, ha, ha, you know, have you been going through a dry spell in the area of testimony? It's not here to knock you down. It's just a reminder. Our phone tells us our activity not to, not to it's just to remind us, help us to be more productive. And so your testimony, friends, your life, if you can put it another way, your life will tell you what you've been honouring. You know? Those of us who spend a lot of time in the gym, you honour the gym. You worship at the altar of the personal trainer. Your body shows. Friends, your life will show whether you've been honouring the commands of God. And so friends, Jesus is saying that holiness is important. Abide in my love. Intimacy. Holiness is another word for intimacy with God. How many know that it's a beautiful, beautiful, wonderful thing to know that you know, when, when you come before God that, that there's nothing uh, between you and God. There's, there's nothing there. That, that, that no, no shame, no condemnation there. And Jesus is saying that, keep my commandments and, and you will be able to abide in my love. Keep my commandments. Honour. Honour the things of God. Amen? So, honour the Bible. Honour, you know, God's Word. Do you know that God's Word is, is so precious? Today, we're so blessed. We have an app 
that has all the translations we can never finish reading in a lifetime. We have all these languages at the, at the tip of our finger. But do you know that that wasn't the case? Do you know that the, 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 the Bible, you know, took, took centuries for people to translate? And there was a price that was paid. Friends, are you honouring the Word of God? You know, I have a habit in, in, in our household, and Pastor Cat knows this, that, that, that nothing, even, you know, nothing gets to sit on top of my Bible except another Bible. And so even when I carry my Bible, to, because I, I, I know the sacrifice, you know, the, the sacrifice it took for us to enjoy this. The official, the first official English translation is the King James Version of the Bible, which came out in the 1600s. But do you know that even before that, before the Reformation time, when the Bible was only in one language, in, in Latin, there were people that, that wanted to translate it into the language of whichever people they were trying to reach. And do you know that back then, you know, because, you know, again, the church was in a darker time, uh, it was a punishable sentence. People would be burned at the stake. And, and today, there is this Bible translation society called the, the Wycliffe uh, 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 no, uh, uh, Bible Society and is named after this person called John Wycliffe and, and he was actually one of the people that, that, that trans, one of the earliest people that translated the Bible from Latin into English and he was burned and he was, he was punished as, as a heretic because he was you know, accused of, of, of messing with the Word of God but no, he was, he was translating it so that the Word of God can reach more people and so while we get to enjoy it in English, do you know that people paid? People died so that this can be translated in our language. People died so that the gospel could reach our shores. And so I never want to take the word of God for granted. I want to honour it. Honour it, not just by, by, by putting it on a pedestal. I know I left my story earlier on by talking about in my household, nothing puts on top of the Bible. So I'm not trying to tell you that you know, the key to success is to hold your Bible like this. No, 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 no. It's just one of the ways I honour. Do you know what's another way I honour? I read it. I read it. And, 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 and do you know what's another way to honour? I live it. Not only take good care of it, but read it. And not just read it, but live it. And not just live it, but, but put it into practice. You know, honour. One of the questions I get asked so often by Christians is this, that why do I have to go to a prayer meeting? If God already knows everything, even before I pray, what's the point of praying? How many know that prayer, prayer blesses you? The act of prayer, the discipline of prayer, the act of surrender that, that is expressed through prayer, friends, that blesses you that changes you more than your prayer getting answered. Do you understand what I'm saying? Your prayer getting answered is the thing that we all want. And so we go like, well, if, if God is the one that answers the prayer, if you know all the thoughts even before I say, so why bother? I just, you know, just trust. Well, how many know that, you know, honour means that God, I, I never want to take you for granted. And because you've given me this gift of prayer, even the gift of prayer, Oh, it's, it's, it's bought with the blood of Jesus. Do you know that, you know, in, in ancient times, you know, people could only pray towards the temple. 
That's why you read in the book of Daniel, Daniel, even though he was in exile in Babylon, every day he would open his window and face towards the temple in Jerusalem and pray towards there. But how do you know that because of Jesus, we can pray anywhere? How do you know that because of Jesus, the only qualification is, in Jesus' name I pray. God doesn't care which direction. That's why even people with no sense of direction can pray. Hallelujah. Amen. And, and yet, this is something that we take for granted, friends. Amen. And, and, and to show honour to the, to the things of God, you know, it is in when you honour God's commandment, when you honour God and, 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 and make them non-compromises, that you begin to abide in His love more and more. You know, talking about you know, addictions and different things, you know, I don't want to make anyone feel ashamed, so let me share for my own story. You know, I, 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 I shouldn't say I used to because, you know, the struggle is real. But, but let me put it this way, right? One of the ways that helped me overcome my addiction to lust is, is do you know how? It wasn't a zap by the Holy Spirit at conferences. Oh, I, I went out for so many auto calls hoping that all it took was just one slaying of the Holy Spirit. Boom! And then my old man, my flesh will just die there at the auto call and then the person that the ushers helped up will be the new me. No, no, no. It happened when I began to honour the things of God. When I began to, to make reading the Word, when I begin to make prayer, when I begin to make worship, when I begin to make church, when I begin to make homes, whatever, all the things of God, when I begin to make giving, when I begin to make all these things new habits and permanent habits in my life, and it is these things that anchor me to the love of God. And as I begin to, to, to lock myself in with the commands of God, that my appetite, over time, my appetite for the things that do not please God begin to wane. You see, a lot of us, we are hungry. The flesh is always hungry. And, and Jesus says, men do not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out from the mouth of God. And I begin to understand that. I begin to embrace that. I begin to feed myself that and realize that resisting temptation is not a physical act. It is a spiritual act. And I feed myself food and that makes me physical strong. But what spiritual food am I feeding myself to make me spiritually strong? And as I begin to understand that, as I begin to invest into reading God's Word, as I begin to invest into prayer, as I begin to invest into, you know, a, a commitment to church, and I, and I begin to work on it. And I'm not saying that the moment you do it, bam, and everything is fine. No, no, no. Over time. Over time. And, and it came to a point where I made a, a covenant, I made a promise with myself, which is this, that even if I fail, don't run away, but run to God. And I find that uh, it, it sounds almost like messed up. It's like, oh God, I, 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 you know, I, I struggle, I fell, but I'm still going to go to you and I'm just going to stand there and I'm going to be in church service. I'm not going to run away. And even if the, the songs came and go like, oh Jesus, I love you, you know, uh, 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 make my hands clean, you know, uh, 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 you know, God of Jacob, you know, I'm just going to be like, I'm just going to force myself to sing even though I felt like a hypocrite at that moment. But it is in that forcing myself to remain that I became less of a hypocrite. 
and, and the, 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 the declarations, the, the, the word of God that I read became less hypocritical and it became more prophetic. Prophetic means this, I'm not there yet, but I speak it as if I am. I declare I am healed even though I'm still sick. I declare I, I, I'm free even though I still struggle and I'm going to declare it, I'm going to claim it, I'm going to walk closer to it and then eventually all of it. And then, and then you know what happens? My appetite now for the things of God increase. And now if, if, if I don't, you know, if I don't serve, I, I, I get fidgety. If I don't uh, uh, read God's word, I get weak. Amen? So honor. Honor, friends. Right? Stop letting the enemy steal from you anymore. Honor. Invest into honor. Honor the things of God. Honor the people of God. Amen? Begin to look at each other as brothers and sisters and go like, you know what? I, I cannot be a good older brother. You know, because a lot of us here maybe in church, we do life together, we love each other and uh, you know, it's easy for us to, 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 to see each other as brothers and sisters and in, in, in a way. Uh, I know I definitely see, you know, all, all the girls in church as my precious kind of, sort of, you know, spiritual daughters. Uh, and that's why anyone that, you know, tries to date them, I usually give the guys a very hard time. I'll be like, you, you think you're ready? You know, that kind of thing. Uh, and, uh, and, 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 you know, and, and Pastor Cat will give the girls a hard time. Anyway, so, and, and, and sometimes it's easy. It's easy for us to want to be protective. But, but, it, but we cannot be protective if, 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 we, if we begin to still, you know, struggle. Do you know what I'm saying? You know, it, 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 like, like, it's got to be consistent. I cannot just look at the, the people in church as lovely people, my precious brothers and sisters that deserve nothing but protection and love and encouragement, but secretly look at other women and, 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 and men and, and whatever as, as objects of sexual desire. But you see, but as I begin to honour, as I begin to honour the people of God more and more and more, it begins to change the way I look at gender. It begins to change the way I look at, 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 at freedom. And then suddenly I go like, you know what? Because I love everyone so much that, that I want all of us to be victorious. And so, so I don't ever wanna, uh, I, know, I, I want to... I want to be able to help people be victorious. I don't want to, you know, be a weak link in what God wants to do. Do you understand? Okay? I'm running out of time. I apologize. Point number three is this. Humility. Humility. Jesus says, right? Abide in me. I'm the vine. Stay in me. Stay in my love. Keep my commandments to stay in my love. Produce fruit. And, and the, the, the fruit that God most wants to see is that we love one another. Amen? In verse 12, Jesus says, love one another. No greater love than this, than a man to lay down his life to love for his friend's sake, to love one another. How many know that to love one another, you first got to esteem the other person. And to do that, you got to humble yourself. And it is in investing and safeguarding humility that we begin to not take the things of God for granted. You see, you know, what we have is, is so amazing. Let me just very quickly throw out these two big words. God is both transcendent and imminent. Big theological terms, let me explain this. God is transcendent, 
means that God is beyond, above, superior. God is not confined by the laws of physics in, in this universe or any universe because God is the author of all universes, if you believe in multiverses, or all of this creation, right? God is the author. He's not confined. He's not trapped. He's, he's outside of it. So the laws of physics and the laws of thermodynamics, the laws of everything, does not apply. He's so much bigger. Amen. Our God is bigger, stronger, mightier. He's transcendent, big. But He's also imminent. Imminent means intimate and near. Near. That's the, that's the paradox of God. He is both so bigger than we can ever imagine. We cannot see eyes. Our, our, our eyes will just burn out and explode. We cannot process that amount of data that's God. That's why, that's why when Moses says, God, I want to see your face. God says, no, you can't. But I'll show you my back. And even when Moses saw the back, go back and read Exodus, he says that he changed. After that, his, his face started to shine. Can you imagine one day I come to church and then, you know, my face is just glowing. And it messed the people up so much that, that Moses had to put on a, a, a robe over him so that it doesn't freak people out. Maybe one day I should come to church with a robe and have some lights coming out, you know, you'll be like, what is that, E.T.? No, that's just Pastor Dave. And, and, and that is God. And isn't it amazing that the God that's transcendent wants to be so intimate with us. And if that doesn't humble us, I don't know what. Most of us would be excited if somebody famous retweets us or regrams whatever. Right? Maybe one day Bess uh, uh, bakes something nice and posts it and then suddenly, I don't know, uh, uh, Gordon Ramsay regrams it. I tell you, you know, everybody will be like, wow! Right? Or, or maybe one day, I don't know, you know, uh, 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 you know Justin who's, you know, very into trading and, and one day, you know, uh, Elon Musk hits him up and go like, I want you to become the CFO of all my cryptos and, you know, I'm sure he will go crazy. And maybe you'll never see him in church again. I'm just joking. You, know? you see, we will go crazy when someone big steps in. Can't tell you that someone big has already stepped in. And his name is Jesus. And we must be forever humbled by that truth. We must forever be humbled by that truth. Amen? You know, once you understand that God who is so big, who doesn't need us, desires to be in a relationship with us, then we immediately know our rightful place in the order of all creation, which is on our knees before God. And then Jesus is giving us perfect balance. Before God, on your knees in worship. Before men, on your knees to serve. And so Jesus is saying that if you love one another, see, abide in my love. Don't you know I am God and I desire to love you? But now that you're so loved by me, serve others, love others. And that keeps us in the perfect harmony of humility. And, and, and it's in humility that we begin to honour the Word of God more and more. I remember I'll forever be changed by this story. I'm sure I shared it here before, but I'll share it again. One time it was shared to me that, you know, uh, missionaries were evangelising, uh, you know, this village in, in Africa with great success. And one day, the village elders uh, brought the missionaries who thought that, wow, we have accomplished a great work. So many, you know, close to 100% of these villagers have now come to know Jesus. Then the village elders now brought them to a cemetery. And the cemetery was full of unmarked graves except for crosses and maybe even just the numbers, the year in which the person died. 
And then the missionary who thought that, you know, he, he was the one that brought the good news, go like, what are, what's all this? He said, that, oh, these are all the missionaries that came before you. These are all the missionaries that came before you and, and, and some of them, they, 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 because friends, don't forget, today, Africa is just a plane ride away. Back then, Africa was, you had to sail by ship and then you had to trek through land and wilderness. And, and in going through that, you know, you struggle with malaria and dysentery and different things. And, and, and a lot of missionaries arrived only to die. Arrived and all they did for the, the glory of, of, of Jesus was to find the way to that village and then they died and the villagers buried them. Not knowing their names because they didn't live long enough to introduce their names. And, and this missionary was forever humbled and go like, you know what? I might be successful in my ministry today, but it's because of the sowing of all these unnamed generations. Friends, we too need to remember it is a great privilege to serve the Lord. And never fall prey for the devil's trap to make you think. You see, the devil wants to mess with your value system and make the beautiful things of God common and the common things of this world beautiful. But God is saying that, no, come back to that place of humility. Understand with a privilege. Every time I, I read the Word of God, and now that I have a dog, this last illustration and I'll close, you know, um, I, 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 every, <laughs> ever since I got my dog, uh, my humility and my appreciation for the love of God grew. So in a way, thanks to the dog, my faith grew. <laughs> Because when I will read the word or I'll pray sometimes, my dog will be very busybody and she doesn't understand what I'm doing. She certainly thinks that, you know, I'm certainly, you know, staring on the floor if I'm praying or if I'm staring on, at the table if she thinks I'm reading the Bible. And the dog will come and try to get my attention, try to lick me. And I'll pet her to pacify her to, to keep praying and to keep reading the word of God. And as I'm doing it, I'm always reminded of the fact that, wow, wait a second, here I am. And those of you who read the, the Bible, you know why it is powerful. I go like, here I am, a Gentile, a pork-eating, dog-owning Gentile, reading the Word of God in a language other than Hebrew. I'm like, this is the grace of God. This is the grace of God. If I live before Jesus, I will never be allowed to draw near the temple. And yet today, I can encounter God's presence sitting at home, not facing the temple, sitting at home, petting my dog, having eaten pork the night before, reading the Bible that is translated into a language for my understanding. The price that people had to pay and ultimately the price that Jesus paid. The price on the cross that made pork eating not an issue anymore the price that Jesus paid on the cross that made dog-owning not an issue anymore, the price that Jesus paid on the cross that made not facing the temple not an issue anymore, the price that Jesus paid on the cross, friends, that made the translation of the Word of God into any other written language not an issue anymore. I am forever humbled and appreciative and that humility, now we're working the points in reverse, that humility leads me to greater honour and greater honour of the things of God leads me to greater intimacy and holiness. And as I'm saying this, I'm still a work in progress. 
but let's work together and let's progress together. Amen? Let's not just fall in love with God. Let's stay in love with Jesus. Amen? Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you for just your word. And I believe, Lord, that you want to build a church that can last. God, you have warned us in your word that in the last days, different things will happen. Lawlessness will abound. And the love of many, not just the love of some, the love of many. So we humble ourselves and we say that, God, this is for us. We are that many. But Lord, we say we do not want our love to grow cold. Instead, Lord, we want to keep loving you, keep serving you, keep honoring you so that those that endure will be saved. And God, today I pray, Lord, would you reestablish holiness in our lives again. I pray right now for my brothers and sisters who could be struggling and the devil is filling their minds and their hearts with shame and condemnation. And right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we silence the lies of the enemy. And friends, I speak this truth to you. You are loved by God. You are worth it, Jesus said. Even if you were the only sinner, He would have died for you anyway. And friends, this is another encouragement. You are not the only sinner. You are not alone. What you're struggling with, you're not alone. There are others that are struggling too, but they are also overcoming too. And you will overcome. As someone that has overcome, that is overcoming, I'm here to encourage you. Just as how the Lord helped me to overcome and continue to overcome, you too will overcome. Because I too was once a sinner who just stubbornly chose to abide in God's love. And God's love changed. So friends, don't buy the lie of the enemy. God is worth abiding in. Don't think yourself too little for God and don't think yourself too big for God. God, in God, we can do everything and without God, we can do nothing. God, help us to honour. Help us to honour the beautiful things that you have blessed us with. Church is a blessing. Prayer is a blessing. Homes is a blessing. The Word of God is a blessing. Prayer is a blessing. Worship is a blessing. May we never stop enjoying, but not just enjoying, honouring, loving, respecting, prioritising the blessings and the commandments of God. And Lord, help us, Lord, to stay humble always knowing our place in the order of all creation, the God of everything loves us. We can do nothing except kneel and surrender. And you loved us and died for us and instruct us to love others and to lay down our lives for others. And so Lord, may we also on our knees be of service to others. And in that posture of humility stay in love with you if you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite jesus into your life why don't you join me in saying this prayer lord jesus thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me i receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith come into my heart and life and be my lord and my savior fill me with your holy spirit in jesus name amen 
Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.axchurch.uk. God bless.